1: And welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Don Feit, currently administrator of Little Flower Parish in Middle Branch. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. It's a Uh, Privilege to be with you today. Yeah, it's great to be able to go through the uh, UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, as we continue our discussion about what we believe as Catholics. We've been talking about the sacraments, and today we're going to talk about my favorite, the Holy Eucharist. Mm -hmm. Father, question 208 asks, What is the Holy Eucharist? Ah, I should, Tim, take you
2: right to the... the, I was um, privileged to... uh, uh, study uh, theology uh, back in the 1960s when our bishops were meeting in the Vatican Council, the Second Council, and that very f- uh, well known uh, phrase that they use so often uh, that, the, the, that the Eucharist, uh, the source and the summit. Uh, uh, it's the source of our faith, it's the summit of our faith. And uh, so, what is the Eucharist? Once again, it is a sign, a sacrament that has a very powerful effect upon our hearts. Uh, and Jesus gave us a Holy Communion, uh, gave us Holy Eucharist, because he wants to be in communion with us. So the Eucharist, as the Catechism says, is the sacrament in which Jesus gives us his very own body and blood. He comes to us so that we might then, filled with Christ, be able to go to our neighbor and give Christ to others. Uh, we become by the Holy Eucharist, the Church. Huh? It is the uh, just. It's the way the Church continues to live uh,
1: by sharing in the Holy Eucharist of Jesus. Father, what more could Jesus give us than Himself in the Eucharist? Amen to that. <laughs> I mean, that, He couldn't have given man. us a better a better gift. And and just like at the Mass, I like to say that at the uh, at the uh, consecration, we mm-hmm. unite ourselves. With Christ. That's right. And then we actually do that when we receive Him in, in the Eucharist. That's right.
2: But of course, I love to, to go to John 6 and uh, remind people that when Jesus told us, we eat his, when we eat His body and drink His blood, we shall have eternal life. And He will raise us on the last day. So it's not only life now in Christ. It will always be life in Christ because we'll be risen uh,
1: because we have uh, participated in the Holy Eucharist. And that's the big picture, Father. Mm-hmm. The big that's picture right. is we need to get to heaven. And the only way to get to heaven is Jesus Christ. That's right. So, again, I love and that's that. Yeah. You just quoted my favorite scripture, <laughs> John six fifty four. Whoever right. eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise them on the last day. Amen. I mean, that, if, again, if there was only one verse that I would focus on in Scripture, that would be it because that that's the pinnacle of our lives is to be united with Christ forever in heaven. That's right. And its, it's it
2: draws people. When people ponder that Scripture uh, with, with an openness to the Holy Spirit, uh, I've talked to so many that have said, you know, I... I, I I want to know what that means, because some of our brothers and sisters uh, see um, that is is uh, uh, to, uh, to eat his body to drink his blood is well that can't be that can 't be real that, that must be a, there must be some spiritual uh, symbolic meaning there, but to really eat his flesh and drink his blood, how could that be and uh, well, we just say that 's for Jesus to know, but it was it Jesus to give? And uh, it has been the constant, if you read the, uh, the testimony, and listen to the testimony, not only of the apostles, but also of the early church, it was, it was their constant belief that they are receiving Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Well, you know,
1: Father, you bring up an interesting point. Uh, again, I've been asked more than once that if it really is the body and blood of Christ, aren't we committing cannibalism? <laughs> and uh, my answer is, cannibalism is eating merely human flesh. But when we eat the body and blood of Christ, it's obedience, because he commands us. He invites us and he tells us that he'll give us his life if we eat his flesh and drink his blood. So we're, we're being obedient when we receive him in the Eucharist. That's right. And, and Christ, as we have
2: come to believe, is a divine person with both his divine nature, his human nature. Uh, but uh, we are taking into ourselves a divine person. Uh, who had uh, his human nature, his body, his blood. Um, but uh, it's such, isn't it such a miracle that he would choose to say that we can do this not just the first time at the Last Supper, but that you and I, 2,000 years later, can still be present receiving the same gift that he gave to those
1: apostles? Every day. Absolutely. Every day the church offers us that opportunity to, to be united with Christ. That's right. And again, we don't understand it. A lot of people try and ask me to explain it, and I do it to the best of my ability. But it's a mystery of our faith, and that's important to understand that a lot of the teachings of the church, which are the teachings of Jesus Christ, are mysteries of our faith. We can't understand. How can Jesus be both God and man? That's right. We can't understand it. How can Jesus, through his words at consecration, change Ordinary bread and wine into his body, blood, soul, and divinity. We don't understand it, but Jesus teaches it. So, as Catholics, we can say, "I believe it because Jesus said so." That's right. And even those who don't yet have faith. I remember,
2: was it a French philosopher who said, "I wish I," uh, I think he was an atheist. You know, but he says, "If I could believe what you're telling me, I would come any number of miles on my knees to come to such a meal." Uh, you know, and. Uh, uh, it's just a, the, the gift of faith, again, is what is so necessary to receive this sacrament. But what a beautiful gift it is.
1: And if we don't have that gift, we need to pray for that gift of faith because so many uh, Catholics, as well as non-Catholics, just don't believe. They don't understand it, but, but more importantly, they don't believe it. So we need to pray for them, and they need to pray for that gift of faith so that they can believe That's right. and then get to the point where they know Maybe I don't understand it, but I need to be receiving that gift of grace from God. That's right. It's a surrender. Faith is a
2: surrender. Jesus, I don't understand. But if you say it, I believe it.
1: Perfect. Well said, Father. Well said. So question 209 asks when did christ institute the holy eucharist we know that even though as we said in john six he prophesied to us
2: that he would be giving this gift uh he was uh, doing he was saying that the day after he had fed the multitude with the loaves and fishes to let them see his divine power uh who he is so that he could in fact give us his own flesh to eat his blood to drink but then at the last supper uh, maybe is that the why? The, the, any picture of the Last Supper, whether it's by Leonardo da Vinci or uh, Dali, any, any of these artists who feel moved, uh, those pictures always seem to uh, capture our attention. Uh, we just know that it was the Last Supper that was the moment when Jesus chose to give us this beautiful sacrament of the Eucharist.
1: Yeah, and and he seemed to wait almost to the last minute right before he was betrayed by by Judas. Exactly. But it was the last thing he chose to do with his best friends, the apostles. That's right. But as he said, uh, I have
2: longed for so long to share this meal with you. Uh, But why did he have to wait that long? He never wanted us to forget that it's one, the Eucharist is, with what happened the next day. It's the body that was broken for us, the blood poured out and shed for us. And so he's giving us in the Eucharist uh, the fruit of what he did, the love that he gave us when he died for us in atonement for our sins. That very gift of our freedom from sin
1: is being given to us in the Holy Eucharist in a very powerful way. Well said, Father. Question 210 asks, how did Christ institute the Eucharist? And probably... Most of us could answer
2: that well. If you're a Christian, uh, you would know the basic story of how Jesus, the night before he died, and who said it first? It wasn't one of the four Gospels. Huh? We think that Paul, uh, not an apostle, but a, uh, a convert later than them, uh, but he was the one who wrote a letter before any of the four Gospels. We think the first letter to the Corinthians was written very early, early. Um, in the Christian history, where he's the one, Paul, who said it first, I received from the Lord what I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night he was betrayed took bread. When he'd given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he, the same way, took the chalice after supper, saying, This chalice is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
1: So it it is a remembrance and it is a memorial but it's also a reality. That's right because I remember um
2: uh, uh, I think it was a talk I heard by a rabbi once who said, you know, Ab- I think it was Abraham Heschel, one of our most beloved rabbis in our country, who said, you know, the most important word in the Bible to him was remember. Now he's speaking just from the from the Hebrew idea of of uh, why Passover, for example, is so important. Because we remember, it isn't just going back in our memory, it's making present again, this saving God. He is still saving his people. Uh, so to remember is to make present a reality that began in the past as uh, Exodus uh, the, of, his, of his people uh, They still feel at Passover, they're making their God present again to save his people. We believe that Jesus is making present again what he does for us on Calvary.
1: Okay. Question 211 asks, how important is the Eucharist for the church? (laughs) I I sort of chuckle because I I just want to say
2: it's everything, Tim. (laughs) It's the heart of who we are uh, as a church. It's the... uh, uh, As it says here in the Catechism, in the Eucharist, the church becomes church. Uh, If the church is the gathering of God's people into one body— here is where it happens. Huh? We are not church because we decide to, to well, let's let's put together a, a group of people here who love Jesus and let's build ourselves a building or let's find a place to meet and uh, we'll be church. Uh, there's more to it than that. Huh? The church is where we share the very body and blood of the Lord. Huh? And when we do that, Jesus transforms us into who we are as, as his body. So it's, um, it's just constitutive of who we are. Mm-hmm. The Holy
1: Eucharist. Yeah. Our priest, Father Joe, at the uh, Sacred Heart in Wadsworth, likes to say that the most important thing we do each week is come to Mass on Sunday, and it's to hear the wor- Word of God, and most importantly, to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. It's the most important thing we do each and every week. That's right. So, I mean, that's that's a great way to to put it. It's the and, most important thing. It's ev- like you said, it's everything. Yeah. And uh, Sunday uh, Sunday Mass, Sunday Eucharist.
2: Is Easter all over again? Huh? Every Sunday is like a little Easter. Uh, we're, we're invited to come and receive uh, the first. We offer, don't we, in the Mass? We offer the gifts, uh, and God transforms them through the Holy Spirit. They become the bread and wine become Jesus, and then we
1: are fed with Jesus. Huh? So, okay, Father. And finally, the Catechism asks, "What are some of the names that we give to the Eucharist?" Oh my, (laughs) so many. Uh, We
2: say, "I'm going to Mass." Holy Mass. Uh, I'm going to the sacrifice of the Mass. I'm going to the supper of the Lord. Uh, The the early Christians talked about going to to the breaking of the bread. Uh, They talked about the uh, uh, the Eucharist, the very name meaning thanksgiving. Uh, It's just like it's so rich uh, that it was like the like a rainbow of colors, Uh, there's just a profusion of names here that all express this beautiful, beautiful mystery.
1: Mm -hmm. And finally, Holy Communion. Amen. Thank you, Father. Well said. You've been listening to Father Don fight as we talk about the Holy Eucharist. We're going through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church. And this has been Tim Perry, your host on Faith with Father at Living Bread Radio. Until next time, may God bless you and yours. Bye for now.